episode, I'm disgraced sports journalist Josh Gallup, along with the Kick It Forward podcast crew reporters Georgia Savini and Harry Fitzgerald. Guys, how you going? You We're are, back. Hello, boys. You are disgraceful, aren't you, Josh Gallup? We tell it how it is. Yeah, this is a <gasps> different type of podcast. <laughs> um, how you guys oh, going? Oh, wow. Oh, so good. Pumped to be here for episode four, boys. Yeah, yeah. I had a great weekend. Can I just start by saying I had a great weekend? I think oh. you did. Um, mainly because I was watching a lot of memes. Okay, one meme in particular. What stood out from the rest? Yes, they did. Can I just say thank you to um, good listener Chaz Flint for passing this on in the first place? Um, but it's really taken over our life at the moment, this meme. Mike O'Hearn is a, is a bodybuilder, right? <laughs> and there's all these like this stock footage of him in different shoots, coming out of a pool with his shirt out and stuff in slow motion. And this, this is the song to every single meme. And then there's like a caption of he's done something or you've done something horrendous and this is the reaction. I Look, that explanation doesn't do it justice. Search Marco Hearn memes. I'm picturing it's like us after dropping 97 fart noises over a one-hour pod and <laughs> dropping it on a Tuesday. Guys, I did have a wedding on the weekend, oh, yeah. um, but I am not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the next day. Um, so... Uh, I was, you know, Perth Premier MC Harry Fitzgerald was back in action, guys, at the Hockey Rose versus China Test Series, the final match, out at the Perth Hockey Stadium. And, um, you know, I was pretty hung from this wedding. And I'm driving out there thinking, oh, why do I do this to myself? Look, actually doing it is great and the people there are awesome to deal with. Good save. But I'm just like, oh, God, no, no, it's no, no save required. <laughs> no save required. I've done the damage here. So what's, um, you know... What's the best thing for a hangover, you guys reckon? Ooh, best thing for a hangover for me, um, hydrolyte, dip in the ocean. Big chalky milk or like big iced coffee, jump in the ocean. Um, yeah. And then think about like just anti-racism stuff. God, we hate racism yeah, on this pod. Yeah, we do, we do. Um, well, yeah, you, you guys are on the right track, you know, electrolytes, a power ad, maybe a big feed. Actually, sausage roll and a ginger beer is a good format. But um, what I what my hangover cure was at halftime of the hockey game was being one metre away from the Chinese lion dancing with the guy who brought out <laughs> the giant drums and cymbals. Oh, they're nice and quiet, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is, it was so much to handle. <laughs> I'm dying. Jeez, you know what I'd hate right now? A monotonous cymbal right in my ear. <laughs> really loud. Oh. Really loud. Anyway, that was... Um, hey, it's still know. going. I don't know. I might retire. <laughs> I might retire from, from MCing. It's a real good um, like advertisement for your work. Hey, if you will get me, I'll put in my bloody effort, but I'll be wasted. Yeah, yeah, basically. It just seems that the timing is horrible every time I'm out doing the um, MC gigs. Yeah. I mean, that's the weekend for you, hey, guys? It's a funny weekend. Yeah, what is. a legend. Called uh, being an absolute legend. Yeah, yeah thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Um, what did you guys get up to? What have you guys been up to? What's going on? Uh, I haven't been much, Georgia. Oh, I actually had a very busy, busy weekend, boys, but looking for answers. Oh, my God. What um, sort of answers? Well, I'm, I caught the investigation bug last week after... After oh, last week's here, phone sorry. call yeah. with the uh, Moscow Circus and, yeah. you know, asking about the inflatables, this week's mini-investigation involved the size of a household chocolate. Uh, and I've got a little treat for us to actually um, help me out. Just bear with me. Okay, yeah, bearing with you, yep. Yeah. Padding, 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 padding. Uh, this um, is how they pad, right? Yeah. I just want you boys to open up uh, ASMR pod. Fuck off with that. <laughs> okay, do I have... 
Yeah, yeah, no, open it up. It's just, it's a fun size Snickers. Do I have to eat it? Listening. Oh, you can if you want. I'm you, just before you eat it, do you notice anything? Do you notice anything about it? Uh, did you come in it? <laughs> no, but it, it does have nice little veins all over it. Um, it's not that. The veins are still there. It's a fun size. It's fucking tiny. Oh, okay. No, I thought it was quite big. I, I mean, it might be. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's average. <laughs> it's got a great personality. No. <laughs> They're uh, fucking smaller than they used to be. They're tiny. This is, isn't this what they always were? Wait, no. How, how many grams you sure we just didn't get into steroids? Oh, you guys, how many you guys are not doing this? How many trust? grams are we talking about? Well, here? okay. So anyway, my point is they're fucking tiny, okay? And I opened up one of these the other day. And you know the Snickers saying, right? You're not you when you're hungry. Well, guess what, Snickers? I'm hungry for answers. Thank you for contacting Mars Consumer Care. This is... How can I help you? Oh, hey there. Um, I just had a um, question about one of the products I bought the other day, one of the fun size snicker packet. I couldn't help but notice the fun size sizes were smaller than I last remembered. Have they got smaller in recent times? Maybe I've got bigger. You know, George, like many businesses across Australia, we've been facing cost increases across our products. And we've been absorbing the rising cost of raw materials, the operations, as well as supply for some time now, and reducing the size of our products, such as this next one size. This is not really a decision that we made lightly. However, we're confident that our products still offer our consumers, such as you, the value for their money without compromising the quality or taste. So instead of raising the price, um, yeah, we actually made it a bit smaller. Um, one more question. What are your thoughts on the war in Ukraine? <laughs> Yeah, it's called shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. It's mm. taking over the nation oh. and the globe. The Snickers has been impacted by shrinkflation. Yeah, you know, <laughs> do you know what Mars Wrigley are worth? $40 billion. <laughs> yeah, but that's revenue, mate. I think her, yeah, um, no. her answer was I think her answer was kind of like the length of a Giorgio story. <laughs> <laughs> are you, this is, is this like a cartoon back in the day, like um, Giorgio, like we're in season four and Giorgio meets a Giorgio character with eyelashes and lips. Like girl lips, and then they, and they inevitably start dating. It was admittedly a ten minute conversation that had to be one minute. Yeah. She go, hey, are they small? And she go, yep, had to save money. Okay, cheers, bye. That's shrinkflation. That really, yeah, shrinkflation. Like, well, thanks for getting uh, to the bottom of it. I mm. really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, ten to fifteen percent smaller. Mm. Wow, the taste is still fun. And they were already small. Okay, they're fun size. What are they now? Uh, fraud sized. There you go. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Josh, what's up? <laughs> what's it, what up? What's up? What's up? Not much. We um, haven't enough. Busy day of stings. Uh, I've been kicked out of my house. I've got to move in with my dad, which I my girlfriend isn't too stoked with, but I'm happy with because I just filmed dad heaps. And <laughs> he's, he's the best boy. <laughs> you don't need to book dad anymore. No, no, no. I'll be like, oh, damn, and just watch him. Watch 19 hours or just hours and hours of Swedish uh, crime drama on his TV. He's yeah. become the star of the show, hasn't he? He's the best. Everyone asks for him the most in the videos. Mm. But um, we also get a little side thing. We get heaps of requests for him to be in paid things. And, you know, he he worked his whole life to save money and stuff. He isn't that interested in a free hat and a grand or something <laughs> for a soda company. Don't don't tell him there's money involved. No, no, I'd, I'd rather just buy him something than, yeah, 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 than yeah. be like, hey, the new face of sport is 
<laughs> and, and <laughs> Professor Garland. And, and he's, he's a peach for your troubles. Former <laughs> yeah. Dean of Curtin University Health Science, Michael Garland. Mike, right. we'll give you a box of peaches <laughs> if you can just eat them while wearing a cap. Yeah, Dad, you spent I, 40 years building a name for yourself as a credible man. Do you mind just like screaming into the camera mm. odds? Hey, Josh, there's this video opportunity come up for um, your dad and Tiger Woods. Are they cool to, is he cool to appear in the commercial with Tiger or? He actually would do that. That's the funny yeah. thing because he's obsessed with golf. But anyway, um, so moving with Dad. The other thing is on the weekend, we caught up with some mates, um, really like nice barbecue, right? Um, uh, one of the guys recently had a baby, uh, baby Lola. Aww. Baby alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have a wham. Um, it was really nice. Uh, then we start playing Risk. I don't know if you've had a ever. It's called the game of world domination. And sure. you know, there's jokes flying around. I took over Cam Catcher and someone goes, coming at you. <laughs> and we all laughed and it was, <laughs> it was great. And it was a really good. And at the part of the game is you make truces. You say, sure. to them, hey, hey, I want to invade you for a bit. For those that don't know, it's little tiny men. So we're, we're alphas. Whereas in between it, we're having, we're rooting. But uh, besides that, we were playing a tiny board game with tiny little men with pistols. It's okay. And um, a fight broke out. One guy went back on his truce and I was wearing a wire, I dare say. And one of the guys, he will remain nameless. Let's just call him Tom Bull. Um, <laughs> he lo- he lost it. Now one gold in that. One gold in you piece of shit. I'd never do that. This is what I call risky business. You said you have one gold in that. No, you said you have one gold in that. It's the one thing we agreed on. Otherwise, you're just completely, I just kamikaze and you dog me. One gold in There's no trust in risk. What's wrong with you? You said you'd have one gold It's a game. It's made a game of risk. Guys. Okay, it got intense there. Got pretty intense. Now, on one hand, the game is a board game for children. Um, I believe it's seven years and above. On the other hand, a truce was made. That truce was broken. Now, one would argue that the whole game is actually trying to win and not just staying there in truce the entire time. Correct. But on the other hand... I think the fact that uh, the truce is broken makes the game more interesting. Tom's reaction... Pretty funny, It's eh? awesome. It's awesome. And it's it's got his that passionate about the game. It is definitely an overreaction, but it is still fun. Poor little Lola, can't even open her eyes yet. She she just yelled, puck, puck. She she was yelling the yeah. F word already, poor her thing. Like, yeah. Motherfucker. Invade Cam Catcher, she was saying. <laughs> yeah, invade, take Cam Catcher now. Um, uh, it, made it, a real, it was a real highlight. We were all ripping on him. He even apologised. First of all, risk is 10, age 10 plus. Um, don't sell yourself short. Oh, so you can um, play now. <laughs> yeah. There's no height limit. Um, the other thing, um, yeah, it's in the rules of the game. It's just a learning experience. Don't make a deal with that guy again. And, you know, he may have won this game, but he won't win the next because no one's going to make a deal he with him. He won't win the war. Oh, wait, he did win the war. Yeah. He did win the war. He, he won yeah. the war, actually, yeah, sorry. And the battle. I'll play on, I <laughs> He say. won a lot. Yeah. He had a good <laughs> night. He got a good night, yeah. Flip the table. Oh, no, Colin. Uh, guys, we're going to Adelaide soon. We're talking about last week. We've got a little special idea. We're going to get a mystery sign T-shirt. So you don't know... Who it's going to be signed by? It could be a, a, a footy player. We've got some big engagements there over there. It could be Harry. It could be Brad Hollis. It's going to be signed by someone, but uh, that's the fun of it, right? We're yeah. going to take them over 20 and we're going to sign them. We need you to get it, send us your interest, basically. If you want one, it's first in, first uh, served, the first 20 people, Harry. Did we talk about the link available where they can buy? Actually, you know what? Before that, let me just talk about this T-shirt because I've been working hard on Photoshop. It's, yeah, using, it's a bit of a... Um, also, thanks to my um, good friend Luke Driscoll for helping out uh, with the design. The sexy music. Yeah, nice, yeah. The Kick It Forward podcast t-shirt for Gather Round, available soon via... Uh, online. Okay. Head to the Kick It Forward Instagram for details on the shirt. We're only making 20. 
These, mm. And you'll notice the price is at a little bit of a premium mm. yet to be determined. But remember, there are only 20 available. Premium is like 40 bucks or 30 bucks or something. I don't actually know. Are we assuming yeah, we're, we're going to be able to sell 20 of these? We're not out to make money. Otherwise, we just get 20 shirts. Pretty safe. It's yeah. fine. It's true. Yeah, it's fine. Guys, we're, we're running out of time. Can we move on? Yeah, whoa, right? whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, for fuck. Cool and facts. Because the license ended on that song. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, as a <laughs> song. Yeah. I wrote that whole. What do you mean? Okay. Um, as promised, I wouldn't play the 40 second sting, although I did have some requests last week. Play the whole fucking sting every week, people said in my inbox. My request is get to the ant fact. Okay, I know you're eager for the ant fact, but you know what? I'm a bit off ants after this fact. Okay, <laughs> this, it's as long as the sting is, and we haven't I'm a bit off the, them. the fact yet. I found out this week that ants take over and enslave other ants. We hate slavery on this pod. They're oh so God. backwards. That is a stance we took ages ago. I know, and we... here I am <laughs> writing music for these slavery, pro-slavery ants. Oh. Actually, I feel makes, awful. It makes more sense that ant slaves built the pyramids. Ooh. Or oh. like... they'd be tiny if they did. Mm. Uh, no, he's no, a no, strong no, no, answer. No, no, no. Fifty times their size. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's how the the Alien Ant Farm band came about. Oh, oh. that makes sense. Too. Yeah, Annie, are you, maybe Annie was a slave, and, and they were asking, Ant, "Are you Annie. okay? Ant, are you okay? Are you okay, Ant?" <laughs> I hate you both so much. <laughs> <laughs> Can we move on to the headlines? One of Snickers. Nutty Bartel poos for the first time in a day. It was the Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ritardo. They came bounding over. <laughs> the headlines. Welcome to the headlines. This week's headlines are brought to you by Tab Touch. Tab Touch is the WA betting brand behind the Eagles, Dockers, and Kick It Forward. Tab Touch. You've got the touch. Uh, guys, oh, very good video for that coming very, very soon with Luke Jackson. Mm. Just hoping that freaking win um, a game, which we'll get to now. We will, uh, we'll go straight into Josh AFL. Josh Garland would save and chain the house down. Kick it forward. Get him back off. Get him off. Guys, AFL, another big weekend of AFL. Oh, it's been bloody. It, there's been so much going on despite the first two rounds. There's been controversy. There's been there's been new faces, old faces catching up. Um, what, what did you make of the second round, guys? Yeah. I've watched heaps of it as usual. Um, can I just say quickly before we get into this stuff, Josh, you know so much about AFL, yet I like don't get a vibe that you love, 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 love the game passionately, but you somehow obviously trawl through Twitter, seeing the headlines, <laughs> using your like journalism background, and you must do you retain every bit of information you read on Twitter? Uh, nah, um, I write it all down. So whenever I see something, I just like clip it up and save it for the pod, obviously. But the one thing I do remember is when I was the uh, like a reporter, is when you're doing the monotonous, stupid shit every single week. You just that in, ends up you remember those four years like that you did. Okay. So then it's a real base because before that I didn't particularly love it, but after doing that for so long, I really I enjoy everything else around it. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to start on the Freo Freo yeah, loss? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, controversy uh, controversy at the siren. Um, the ball was definitely out, by the way, and whatever. Whatever footage uh, the AFL released, I don't know why it was a big thing that AFL had to release the footage. Lots hey, guys, of, guys. Lots of people broadcasted the Release game. the footage. The decision I made was okay. Yeah, guys, well, the, get AFL, around me. the AFL footage seems to have, like, the siren going, 
like 10 minutes before the actual ball went over. Oh, no. It's like, come on. I just felt so sorry for um, uh, Dockers fans in in general. Like, it is fucking funny because, like, yeah. this, like, there was so much talk. I remember in our, even in one of our group chats, they were talking about how, hey, guys, really good bet is Dockers not losing the first eight games of the season. Like, this is this is free money, 17 oh, to 1. And now they're 0 oh, 2. They were going to win the first eight. And um, mm. and now, I did, and there was, there was so much optimism. And now they're zero and two. You know they've got the derby this weekend after the Eagles coming off a win. You know they could win that game for sure. But there were some angry fans in the crowd, absolutely screaming. It would have been a fun game to go to, even though it would have been depressing. Yes, and even though that happened, you know it was a tight call with the siren and that. Who knows if the umpire was actually going to pay it? What do you mean? We don't even know. Like, no, no. He said they pay. said they were going to do um, out of bounds, uh, intentional out of bounds. Sorry. Oh, the umpires were going to. Yeah, they were more, almost certain they were going to because he was he was trying to do it, but it was that's that's then, what the argument was. Do we, like, oh, do no, we have that, that meme sound? Um, oh no, we suck again. <laughs> what is no, no, we suck again. Sorry. You know what I love though? What? Somehow we learn a new rule every year. Yeah, they changed the rules heaps. It's one of well, the biggest. Yeah, the changing of the as AFL. well. The, the old ones, you know. Somehow we get an old one pops up. Yeah. And guys, you know what this means though, is like there's been a lot of um a lot of teams doing well that was surprising. Uh-oh. Oh no. Uh, Essendon. Oh god. Ew. Two and zero. Oh, two and zero. Oh, two and zero. Uh. <laughs> the bombers. North Melbourne two and zero. Essendon two and zero. It's awesome. The future is now. The future is now. And uh St. Kilda two and zero. There's always the feeling that oh, every time their team coach uh, coach changes, they they generally win. Since 2012. Outside of this year, um, a team with a new coach, like a caretaker coach or a new replacement coach, is five and seven since 2012. Yeah. So out of the well, 12 the games, uh, no, uh, <laughs> out so of the 12 anyway. games, five teams have won and seven have lost when they've changed coach the, the week later. But in 2023, in round one, you know, those three t- teams all won, which is a bit of a surprise. They're all tipped to lose. So it's wow. pretty crazy, yeah. Nice stat. Let's get to something a bit... <laughs> Thanks, Ed. I didn't really understand yeah. it, but yeah, go also on. on Friday night uh, in the Brisbane Dees game, there was a power cut. 20 touches for Brayshaw. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I think we've got comms back, but we've got lights out. The power is out here at the Gabba. This strikes me as something, Harry, you'd get right around. I loved it. Loved it. You know, you know, I like a, a bit of, um, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I like What's that. What's going on it's in the power? What's happening? It was pretty great, though. Good vision. Like, you expected the lights to come back on and everyone's dead. Wasn't there a little flame <laughs> in one of the globes? There was, a, there was a flame in one of the globes and one of the light towers, yeah. There also, What if it became the ultimate murder mystery night? One person died and they've got to figure out who out of like 60,000. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was the janitor. BT is dead. The f- who fucking did it? And about 70 people go, mm. yeah, it was us. The best thing about this was there's <laughs> obviously a lot of padding from the, you know, the, the production side of things and yep. um, who was broadcasting. There was a lot of footage of a guy on the fire in the middle of the oval who's obviously trying to sort it out. But what's he saying? Uh, um, all, all I thought of was he's going, yeah, can you turn the lights back on? <laughs> That'd be great. How, how dark? You wouldn't believe it. Like half the field, totally out. 
Yeah. That's what he's saying. Exactly. It is dark. And it who is, the fuck was... has killed BT? Uh, Tom Brown uh, chimed in and he also deleted it today because I was trying to find it. I found it funny at the time. There's probably a valid integrity debate around last night. You'd hate to think a, a night uh, final would be influenced by someone with control over the power slash lights. But the reality is not many scenarios or things work without power. It's kind of the precursor to anything modern. Oh, my God, great. That's, that's, the that's most a really absurd. good call. That's the most <laughs> Electricity that's the is most important. Ridiculous yeah. call I've ever well, the first. <laughs> it, it got deleted. It wasn't, it wasn't there this morning. There was another shit comment in that. It was something about people having control over the power. Yeah. It's not like someone went, oh, this would be funny in the middle of the quarter. <laughs> Let's turn it off. Oh, I'm going to lose my multi. <laughs> yeah. I'll switch it off and create a little fire in one of the globes. Oh, God. There's Love some, a bit of fun like that, though. Some of the other great power outages, the 1989 World Series Game 3. The Super Bowl once was had a power outage. Argentina, Whoa. Brazil, 2012. There was a, a power outage. The Stanley Cup, hockey, and the Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, 2010. And then also now a random round two fixture in Brisbane. What about the great podcast power outage that we had last we week? We never talk about that. <laughs> that was awesome. The power outage where I lost my cool. That was awesome. <laughs> no, nah, it was fine. Um, well, anything else strike your fancy from the weekend, guys? Yep. What? West Coast won. Oh, My shut West the fuck Coast. Up. Well done, though. We're now three of our last 28 games. Start booking tickets to Melbourne for September, boys. It's happening. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me and my mate were watching, and um, we're kind of like a dog that's been like, you know, beaten too many times. And then when something good happens, we just like didn't trust it. We're like, well, we might be, we're going to lose. You had though. one year. You had one down year. Nah, we've been we've, we're lucky to have like a dog's been beaten. Yeah. So it's like, we had, you had one year like, as bad. We had some really nice like possessions with like handballs and we were going, ah, la la la, look at us, a handball in the ball. We are like a mid-tier team mm. now. We're like a rich man, the la la la, la what, five handballs. Why are we being bored? Oh, you actually... know when he gets a chair and he thinks he's like, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. like the most basic football thing. It was like I, five handballs in a row and we're losing our shit. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but I'm thank you for that because now I feel like I've seen the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to rewatch it. You got every bit of detail. Yep. Um, Collingwood, oh, the guy, sorry. Um, Collingwood. <laughs> so Collingwood had a really big win on the weekend, but I didn't really care about that. That was like it was good. It was a good game. Really fun to watch. Um, but one thing that did strike me fancy is the Current Affair did a story, <laughs> did a story on um, a fan that had been banned from <laughs> from all Collingwood games for five years. Now if I'm, I'm in a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a really, really, really big footy fan. Like regardless of the sport, you know, code even, I'm just a really passionate um, sports fan. So, oh, that's great. Like it's good having community. And if they say they're in the cheer squad, it's mm. a, it might, I glaze over. I go from a smile to a, oh. Yeah, it's mm. almost a drop whatever you're holding and because walk away. You know, because yeah. there's often, there's some psychos in the cheer squad, absolute psychos. Um Anyway, so this woman was banned for five years for flipping the bird. Um, no, no, she gave, told some place to fuck off. So like the two finger salute yeah, uh, with two yeah. hands. So she explained it and, um, and she was saying she's already served two years. She just wants to go to the footy. A lone pie, sad, sorry, and now sober. I love the AFL. I love the MCG. I don't just want to go to the football. <laughs> so she was crying on a current affair. Oh, my God. My argument would be if you're getting banned for five years for telling players to fuck off and she said she was inebriated at the time, now she's come clean. 
I would argue that this was the end of a very long line of indiscretions of you being fucking mental. Yes. It's definitely not the only thing she did. And the AFL came back and they're like, no, no, it's five years. It's five years. We have a hard stance against player abuse. That's it. It's final. And then people were arguing, well, people did other things that weren't as bad. Um, her reasoning too as well was someone reported her for giving the middle finger to a, uh, after a goal was kicked, which uh, is an act that she denies completely, instead claiming that she gave the two-finger salute, also known as the fork. <laughs> I would argue that a double <laughs> fuck you is worse than just a single up yours. Mate, fork you, fork you. Fork, fork you. you. Oh, she was saying fork. Yes. And he's like, I'm a spoon uh, man, madam. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I was saying, I was yeah. saying Burns. Yeah, I was saying Burns. Um, <laughs> so I'll ask you guys, what's worse, up yours or double forking? Uh, up yours. Wor- up yours is worse. What, mm. with the, the middle finger? Middle finger's worse than fuck you. Well, I think the up- same thing. They're not the same thing. One's up your bottom. The other one is uh, FU, isn't it? I don't know mm. what's worse. Well, I need I'm on the fence. both. I don't I mean, have an opinion on this. Nah. What do you mean? I don't know. We need hot takes, mate. You need to fucking say That's something. That's what. Take it. I'm, I've given you a clear, definitive answer either way. Middle finger's worse. Middle finger's worse. How do you take such a hard stance on um, other things, but then swearing you're like, no, nah, draw the line. Like ant racism. <laughs> I think I think the two finger thing is like more common, you know, more in pop culture. Like for, as a safe as a safe way to say f f off. Harry, so. I'm so sorry for bringing a case before you. I know you're the only one with, of esteemed nature, but it's um, my day off. I did look it up. I was like, I didn't realize it's called the two finger salute, and then I looked it up, and it was also just a normal salute. It was two fingers. Um, one common legend about the two finger salute derives from the gesture that was made from archers fighting against the French at the Battle of um, Agincourt in 1415, which we obviously mm. talk about a lot. Favorite. <laughs> it's one of yeah. our favorite ones. Um, Uh, The story goes that the archers were captured by the French and had their index and middle fingers cut off and they could no longer arch, um, which I think is the the adjective. And so the V sign was stated that they hadn't, they weren't captured and they'd been victorious or so. It was basically like an F you to the French because we still have our fingers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or it was just made by Bogans. Yeah, thanks for telling that whole story because the whole, the, the end is just like, Sadly, there's no historical evidence to back this story up. So you tell the whole story and you're like, by the way, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. No, remember this whole podcast has an asterisk. Asterisk, asterisk. There's an okay, asterisk above the my head. Asterisk pole. Yeah, uh, big folklore story. You, no one actually knows where it came from, really. Do you reckon she should be let go, let to watch the games again? Oh, it's, now, it's, now it's really bad. Nah, nah, 10 years. <laughs> ten years. She didn't think of the French archers. Yeah. I felt like, well, the funny thing about, um, funny thing about your five-year ban is that it's only been two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's two, right? Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. See you in a bit. Yeah, oh. cool. So if you t- if you have five apples and you take away two, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I have a um. I actually have a fan theory. So I don't think you should be a bigger fan of a team than a player on that team. Listen, Georgia. I'd normally tell you to go fuck yourself pretty often. All right. With two fingers or one. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we putting these? Um, let's move on. Can you watch? Kitty watch. Bang, bang, it's gone. <laughs> what took a dark turn? Kitty watch this season's back. Oh yeah, sorry. I was trying to avoid copyright, so I made it as exactly opposite as I possibly it's a bit could. Of, bit of a film noir style that, there. That was the Shining soundtrack. Oh yeah, good. Um, <laughs> which was a neo noir, of course. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Film guy over here. Just, I did not know. It. I in my head, you didn't care about anything. So I don't think the Shining's a neo noir. <laughs> 
shut the fuck up, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you say it confidently, it's true. I believed it. Josh Giddy playing extremely well. Uh, The OKC actually pushing for a play-in tournament. It's just I thought we could get around Mm. Giddy for a bit. He's also also announced during the week that he's the number one ticket holder for his junior football club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Inspirational. Yeah, what yeah. What can we be the yeah, number what, one ticket holders for? Wait, what club was it? Who would have me? Uh, no one really. Uh, maybe Perry Lakes Hawks. Even then they'd be like, no, nah, we can aim higher. Maybe my little, <laughs> yeah. little, little brother's social basketball team. Uh, they don't really do that. Nah, they, they could. We'd have to go to it though. <laughs> You'd probably have to put the money up for them mm. to do all the due diligence and like Shit. the groundwork. Yeah. It's heading toward finals. We want to see Giddy play because these are the these are the games that they're like, hey, you know what? They get one of these finals now. They learn so much. Hegildris Alexander, the teammate of Josh Giddy, this OKC unit, they're going to be bloody good in a couple of years, George. Yeah, and they got Chet, Chet Holmgren coming next year. Maybe another high pick uh, with all their picks coming. But how's this obscure? Like NBA loves their obscure records. They're like, you know, um, the most points scored in September by a Pisces player. Anyway, this Who? Josh Giddy <laughs> was that broken? Um, this Josh Giddy one, um, he's about to break uh, Russell Westbrook's record for most assists in one year by a twenty-year-old OKC player. This episode of the Kicker Ford Podcast is barely brought to you by our mates at Ned's Harry. Oh. Round 10. Round 10. You know, is round 10 like, um, I can't believe it's already round 10. Kind of like, oh, it's May already. Christmas already. Yeah, check your calendar. <laughs> Huge round this round because it's round around. <laughs> well, last week was friends round. Yes. Because of that followed rivalry round. Yes. This is just normal round. No, it's round round. Round, round. It's circular. We have Freeman on taking on St. Kilda. That's the barn burner of the round. Um, be an easy one. Uh, Freeman aren't favourites. That's weird. No, no, you don't specify. Just, just say, that'd be an easy one. That covers both teams. That'd be an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> but the big one is on Sunday. Port Adelaide versus the Inform Hawk. It's Port Adelaide weirdly just dominating Geelong, taking on the Hawks, who have strung together a couple wins. $1.15 Port Adelaide head in, $5.40 for Hawthorne. Do you know Willie Rioli, you know, despite all the drug saga or whatever in, in at West Coast, he's leading all goal kickers at power. That feels like it was so long ago, that whole thing that happened. Good on him, Redemption. Yeah, Redemption song. Redemption. Appropriate singer, that one. Uh, maybe get around him for a first goal scorer. Eight goals. Eight goals. <laughs> yeah. Eight goals. Yeah, yeah, sure. First Go goal score. I think it's like 13 bucks or something. If you're interested in that and more, head to the Neds app to see the massive range of AFL markets on every single game this weekend. T's and C's apply. Prices subject to change. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yeah, anytime there's four <laughs> definitions, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Any, there's, yeah. I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah. But the, I mean, that is significant because. Westbrook was good. I, I know, but, it's but like, still, uh, they were like, "Oh, well, he didn't beat his rookie record assist, but he would have if he didn't get injured." But then so the, he's beating the next one, which is twenty-year-old OKC player. Also, OKC's been around for fourteen years. Also, then the blind <laughs> optimism of me um, being like an Australian fan, I'm mean, like, "Suck shit, where Russell Westbrook? Fuck yeah, giddy, yeah, we're killing it, mate. You're killing we're, it." Yeah. Um, guys, there's a really weird story during the week, and I just brought this up, and uh, you know, it's not the the nicest, but I read it and I was I couldn't stop reading it. You know, when you read a Fox Forty article, and we've spoke about it previously, and they bury the lead, they bury the actual information halfway down. George Harry's no, shaking his ne- head. Never read one. <laughs> well, I, I can't it. read or yeah, write. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> It was uh, Jock Landau being sued by Sam Newman's son. 
Oh, tell me more now. It was so bizarre and it was based on, I was reading it and then it got weirder and weirder. It was like, uh, Sam Newton's son is suing uh, Phoenix Suns uh, centre, backup centre, Jock Landau over um, uh, something that happened in high school because they went to high school together. Jock Landau was in year 12 and he was in year 10. And Mr Newman's son claims that Landau was jumping on his stomach to the beat of a song played out of a portable speaker. <laughs> And then I was oh, like, in my head, oh, that's that's bizarre, funny, like what's going on? The next line read, he required spinal surgery the week after. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I was like, okay. oh. Um, what was the song? Eli? Uh, that was me. Was that oh you? God. Yeah, me. Oh, you no, couldn't recognize. I've no, been working on my singing. No. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been slightly auto-tuned. You know, after a year of and like, four episodes, I think that I, might be a play it again. I'm not playing it again. again. We're not I'm moving not on to play it again. Two boys, play it again. Um, Anyway, pretty ladsy event on the weekend, so I made that sting. Sheffield Shield corner back, um, no copyright uh, uh, pending. Um, <laughs> Darn, thank no you, Eli Marsland, for helping it. me with that one. So Sheffield Shield corner, uh, one of the most – I've been inundated for, to talk about the Sheffield Shield, but yeah. it was interesting this weekend. WA completed uh, the triple trophy. They knocked off uh, the B- BBL, yep. the one day, and also the Sheffield Shield trophies all in the same year for the second year in a row. the wacker. What a strong powerhouse it is. And the seventh, that's actually a live recording of all the people that were there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. It's more than no I thought. One, you look at the footage, that little clips online, not a soul what, inside. What day they played? They date, they, they, their last, so my mate Jimmy goes to me, hey, do you want to go to the Sheffield Shield <laughs> final day, the fourth day um, on Sunday? And I, I actually was really keen. And then I like had the slightest thing on and I couldn't go. But it would have been kind of cool to go. Like it would have been interesting because there's a lot of people there that are, uh, you know, very, very different. But it would just be called a bit of history. <laughs> Bigger you know I mean? fans than the players. Let's yeah, put it that yes, way. Yes, let's put it that way. Did Jimmy find a good seat or was it pretty busy? <laughs> I think he had it. Oh, we're way up the back. Sorry, it's uh, the only tickets yeah, I can get. He tried to get in the members and they will like, get out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so congratulations like, to the Wacker. Again, like they're doing really it well. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. Uh, speaking of cricket, we've got the great cricketers, Sam Perry, coming up later in the podcast to talk about something that's happening right now, which I needed more information. So, um, yeah, guys, that, that was it. And the Sting does their success justice, of course. Yeah, I'm actually getting pretty good at singing. Sydney Sweeney has swiftly swooned the Sydney Swans, succeeding their sound sweeping of the Squawks. Sweet. Yeah, this is another uh, what the hell moment on Instagram. It's <laughs> mm. like, hold up, uh, Euphoria, Sydney, White Lotus, Sydney, White Lotus. Yeah, so she is in um, Sydney, the city named after her, uh, filming for a rom-com that also features Dermot Mulroney, who she was at the game with. But, yeah, um, decide it was a good idea to go down to the change rooms with all the Sydney players. Yeah, I mean, like, do whatever you want there. Like, she's got 14 million followers on Insta, yeah. so it's just, like, the perfect promo. But imagine you're um, imagine a, a you're one of the player. a Swans yeah. player and, like, these guys are all, you know, they're – Roaring, fight up guys. Just play that game. Just been running around, around crashing, crashing into other boys. Very, you know. very young team, you know, mm. very, very like fired up team. And then arguably like one of like the biggest, hottest chicks in the entire world is in your change room. And John Longmire's yeah. like, boys, bloody hard out here today. Um, Logan McDonald, you, 
you bloody good. Uh, kick you, it forward, you, boys. And, uh, we kick it forward. And then you just can picture him like this guy just being like, thanks. And it's his eyes drifting off me like, holy fucking shit. Is that, what is and going if on? everyone could please make welcome to the change rooms, Sydney, uh, Sydney, Sydney Sweeney. Swiney, Sweeney is it? What were you doing when you were 17 years old? Wanking? Me too. Well, Adelaide United's Nestori Irakunda is in the Socceroos squad, but also probably wanking. Either way, you should feel bloody bad about your age and wanking if you're religious. Yeah, yeah, wanking shame pod. Um, he didn't get his uh, debut for the Socceroos, but oh, to make the squad at 17... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to make your squad is like uh, incredible. He would have been the youngest Socceroo um, since Garan Qual. Who mm. kicked his first goal in the game as he well. He did. 3-1 uh, win over Ecuador. Just a friendly. So Irakanda, um, if you've been watching his highlights, do yourself a favour. Watch his goals for Adelaide United. He's been coming on as a sub, but like every single goal he scores is a wonder goal. He's got one of the most absurd strikes on him you'll mm. ever see. And he's 17 years old and he's just Belting them in the top corner. Three goals in his three last games. And also when he scores, he does these backflips about four metres in the air. It's four metres in the air and then tumbles and stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, that's worth the price of entry itself. If you're Adelaide United, you'd be like, oh, far out. We've got a pretty good thing going on. The goals are unreal. I asked my mate about it who actually knows about A-League, like follows it really closely. And he was like, yeah, he's really exciting. He's unproven. But if he does make the Socceroos squad, he'll be the youngest by about nine months. Uh, if he makes the Socceroos side, rather. Um, as into Garon Qual, the guy we're talking about as well, after the game, playing a friendly, um, was interviewed what he thought about the match. Garon Qual, your first goal for Australia. Congratulations. What was that moment like? At least one in the back of the net. But I'm just happy to get the three points. Three points is a friendly, so... Oh, oh, love it. So those goals love it. Goal doesn't count. I think they're honestly just mucked around. It seems like the, <laughs> I think the Socceroos, that group, are all pretty fun. It's an extended group. There's like Harry Suter and stuff. There seems like a really good vibe after the World Cup and everyone buying on Graham Arnold despite him. Prior to the World Cup, there was a lot of pressure on him. So it okay. seems like it's been alleviated a fair bit. So Eric Arnold not playing for Adelaide United much longer? Maybe not. Yeah, it could get bought out by a big club bull. Find out. Well, should we, should we just like confirm that now on the pod? Yeah, well, I'll say I'm calling it now. He's going to a massive European club. Breaking here, uh, yeah. Eric Hander just signed with uh, X Club. Heard it here first. Cool. For big money too. Ben Simmons has seemingly pulled the pin on the remainder of the 2023 NBA season with a back nerve injury. Ironic since he's been getting carried by his teammates all year. This is tragic the way Ben Simmons' career has gone. Like came back into the season healthy. Everyone had so much hope for him and on a new team. Strung together about four games where he played exceptionally, like, you know, shooting 80% from the field, 20-plus points, you know, nearly, got a triple-double at some point. And then just all these injuries started cropping up. Um, Is this that this a, season? Yeah, this season. Yep. And now he's just been ruled out for the rest of the season. And it's honestly hard to see him playing for the Nets again. And... They'll struggle, you know, he's got basically zero trade value because the 76 before could barely trade for him. But it's about 45, 40 million or something US. Yeah, he's on 40 million. But remember, remember, he has to pay tax on it. So Yeah, of course. Got to pay tax. People forget in, that. So he still, get, he still gets his little paycheck every week? Well, um, big paycheck. Yeah, after tax though. He also, oh, so it's basically this nothing. year, yeah, it's poor. <laughs> this year, more fouls than field goals made. Fox Sports are at risk of appearing in Harry's big house after failing to take advantage in highlighting the best thing that has ever happened in a cricket game when a dog ran on the field. 
Yeah, I'd like to thank Alex Novasco, a good listener of ours um, here in Western Australia, for bringing this to my attention during the latest ODI, India versus Australia. There was a replay. Um, it was during um, – it was Agar and Abbott were out in the middle having a discussion and you can see a dog, a happy dog too, really good-looking <laughs> dog. Just trot past. I'm a dog. That was it. Two seconds of the dog shown by Fox Cricket. No one said anything. The commentators didn't say a thing. Was there a dog section in the crowd or something? Oh, there, <laughs> <laughs> there might have been. I don't know how the dog – we don't know. I did a bit more um, research on YouTube. The dog on Field Saga lasted well over a minute. Um, spectators and fans enjoying it. Indian fielders enjoying it, trying to chase them down. The 12th man came on at one stage. Um, and I am just <laughs> so angry about this. No yeah. charges laid yet. I'm not sure I'm deciding. Are you sure it wasn't the one dog international? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm actually not sure. But what are the producers doing? Come on. If this was, if they had bounce for cricket, that would have taken up three quarters of the episode. But the thing is, 90% of bounce is not football. So they should have covered the dog. Actually, bounce for cricket would be called bouncer. That's Penny, good. Penny, copyright Penny. Copyright Penny. You can't take that. You can't take that. It's us three and Andrew Gaze and, I don't know, Gilly. There we go. Bounce. Bounce Every up. Sunday after the cricket with a, and a dog. Bounce up. A Victorian man has broken the anxiety world record after being woken up by a knock on the door from his neighbour who informed him that he'd done a massive dump on her car when returning from a big night out. You know what's more unbelievable is how the neighbour responded to this incident. Have a listen to this. Roll the tape. Hi, are you Larry? Yeah. Um, did you have a big night last night? A massive night, yeah. <laughs> I think you've gone to the toilet on my car. No way. I'm not kidding. Because <laughs> uh, I've got most of it. I was going to come over because I, I've only had one. I'm so fucking sorry. No, it, like it's, it's fine. Don't be embarrassed. Oh. I've cleaned most of it off, but... Because we, we didn't know who it was, so we checked the camera. Yeah, no. I, did I knock on the door last night? Yeah, I think you did. But, like, it's m- mainly gone. <laughs> hey, I'm so fucking embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. As he, oh why has he knocked God. on the door to say, oh, by the way, I'm going to do a big shit on your Why car. is she so kind? Don't be embarrassed. Clean the shit off my car. Well, she already did. She sprayed most of it. I'd be so mad. I find it pretty funny. Uh, firstly, her demeanour. Also, she's been like... Hey, I'm just a nice girl next door. All, also, this is going to get three million views yeah. on TikTok in about four hours. Um, look, I don't. I really don't <laughs> want to bother. It sounds like. Um, but just a side note: if you could, if when you get a chance, clean the shit off my car that you took last night when you were drunk. It could go two ways. One, this guy leaves the country, <laughs> never to be seen again. Maybe well, changes. I don't show his, his face. Luckily, maybe changes his. Maybe changes his whole name. Mm. Or two, it's like one of those cute stories about how you met your partner. A meat cute. Yeah, to make you. <laughs> shit, mate. Well, well, 2023 and I had just shat on your mother's car. She didn't know me at the time. <laughs> but from that moment on, we knew we were smeared together forever. <laughs> Guys, they were the headlines, and this segment was brought to you by Tab Touch. For those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Uh, thank you, Tab Touch. Uh, guys, uh, great with the headlines. Oh, my God, comprehensive. Now, during the week this week, you know, we've touched on cricket a little bit. We had the dog, obviously. Um, we also had Sheffield Shield Corner, which obviously is a big hit mm. for those at mm. home that um, aren't bleeding from their ears and eyeballs. Uh, I, there was a thing that popped up this week. Mitch Marsh, Marcus Stoinis and uh, Aaron Finch all signing for Major League Cricket. Yes, 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 of course, in the US. Did you say Major League Cricket? Yeah, that's right, Major League Cricket. And I was... 
like, what the fuck is that? So I tried to look it up and I couldn't. I went to the website and it was half built. Like it was so poorly put together. I went on LinkedIn and was DMing people. Hey, can I please interview about Major League Cricket? I just want to maybe get an invite to promote it maybe over in San Francisco yeah, awesome. or maybe something like that. They wouldn't give me anything. So I was like, what the hell is this thing? So I went to a man who knows a bit about cricket, also knows, would probably give me way more information than, you know, the Indian Cricket Board or any other pe- person. I went to Sam Perry from The Great Cricketer, mm. one of the best uh, sports podcasts out there, and he filmed me on everything and also a little bit about Sheffield Shield. Last week, three of Australia's T20 World Cup champions were among the short-form cricket superstars drafted to the MLC, Major League Cricket. The MLC domestic draft, Seattle August Select... Harmeet Singh. Harmeet Singh. My first thought was, what's that? Mitch Marsh. With a six, Mitch Marsh. Can. Marcus Stoinis, Aaron Finch and Matthew Wade are in the bunch of Australians headed to North Dallas to play in the inaugural tournament starting in July. The 18-day event has six teams and will be played out of a converted baseball field from a defunct minor league site. Since the Grand Prairie Airhawks baseball team folded, this stadium has been filled with crickets. But next year, it'll be filled on the leg side with cricket. Right in the slot, that's the biggest of the night. The second biggest sport in the world wants to be just as big in the United States, and Grand Prairie is where it starts. But why the USA now? There have been previous attempts to captivate the world's biggest and most cricket-averse economy. In 2008, Texan billionaire Alan Stanford put up $20 million for the winner of a one-off match between England and a Caribbean all-star side, which was broadcast around the world. Congratulations, Stanford superstars! Well, that is a fat check, if ever I've seen one for sure. 20 million. The following year, the tournament couldn't go ahead because he was in prison. Oh, yeah. For an $8 billion Ponzi scheme. So why the push in 2023? To avoid a press release about a new era of world cricket, I went to the great cricketer. Well, half of it. Sam Perry. You can get like a thousand different responses on that. And like, you know, I'm, I can't pretend to know the answer. Like, I have spoken to senior cricket administrators from Australia internationally, they don't know the aims of uh, like IPL franchises. And all they know is that like the, that it's a monopoly board and things are being fucking bought up. <laughs> and like, uh, if you look at the, the MLC uh, in the US, they've found a window that is currently un- unoccupied by another T20 competition. Uh, it's, there's, full or part ownership from four IPL franchises out of the six that are there. Uh, they've already got some players who would never even play in the BBL on bulk cash for way less work. Uh, so why? I think it's just to um, continue to like perpetuate the, you know, the, the impending monopoly of like a franchise cricket owned by IPL teams. India's T20 comp, the Indian Premier League, has the highest broadcast rights in the world and it's the fourth richest professional sports league on earth. This means the Indian Cricket Board, the BCCI, now own around 60 to 70% of world cricket revenues with expansion front of mind. In June 2022, the IPL bought all six of the South African SA20 franchises and that has followed across the Atlantic. For instance, the Mumbai Indians now own the Mumbai Indians Cape Town and the Mumbai Indians New York. Well, part of the move to North Dallas is about finally establishing a home in the US for cricket, but the reality is it's just another step for the IPL's push for global dominance. The Indian TV dollar drives the economy of cricket and um, these IPL franchises have owners with some pretty deep pockets. And so 
they must believe they're able to pay for it. And if you like pay enough for a long enough amount of time, even if you're just hemorrhaging money, like we see with heaps of, a, you know, the tech companies out there, then eventually you can kill off the competition. Now at the moment, like we're not seeing competitions killed off yet, apart from maybe a bit of South Australian grade cricket uh, yeah. and maybe county cricket. But, you know, the the winds of change are here, you know, like that that's, that's where the revolution begins. Uh, I don't know if it's sustainable, but I know that players are like, hmm, Heaps of coin for way less work, so I'm going to do that. They've tried to kick cricket off in the USA for about 300 years uh, <laughs> and failed every time. I think like A.H. Spaulding said, you know, real men play baseball. Uh, the first international game was between the US and Canada. It's been around for a while, but the US typically, you know, they're more like anti-English than any other country. Like they fucked them off a couple hundred years ago. But then again, if you listen to the corporate comms, it says that, you know, the US is the fourth largest media market for cricket in the world behind all the uh, the Asian countries. And like our YouTube analytics suggests that more people watch our YouTube from the US than Australia. So there's a massive, you know, Indian diaspora population there. So, you know, it's the US. You can, you, you know, someone will want to watch some shit somewhere. But like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I actually wouldn't mind heading along. 100%. 100% yeah. Or, or, you know, MI New York, if you're listening. Uh, and I know you like, Kick it forward uh, podcast. I'm happy to. I'm happy to help out with some content creation. I'm happy to assist the pop propaganda efforts. I'm. I'm happy to actually. We actually thought w when he goes and I were doing uh, the Border Gavaska Trophy series of actually setting up an alternate uh, like review stream where we just made up the results that were favourable to India because you just get more views <laughs> that way. So like if whatever these guys want, we'll we'll, we'll do it because the coin's really good. Uh, so, so yeah, it, you know, um, it's, this is a come and get me play on the Kick It Forward podcast. Anyway, so look out for Mitch Marsh and the Seattle Orcas in July, and hopefully you'll see us there too. Oh. Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's big house. Wow, we're back oh here already God. in the court of law. We are back here. No you know what? You know, the important thing about being a judge, juror, and executioner, attention to detail, but also being able to pivot on the spot. Oh, is that true? I had a really, <laughs> I had a really, really, really <laughs> complex and quite hilarious case lined up for this week, but recent um, news came to my attention actually in the headline. Yeah, okay, so you may or may not have heard about the incident with the dog on the field. Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. Um, and in the last five minutes, I've decided to press charges, okay? Who was the defendant, you may be thinking, you may be asking? Who? Well, who was responsible for the broadcast? Fox Cricket. Who owns Fox Cricket? Fox Sports. Who owns Fox Sports? Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. Fox Corp. Who, who runs Fox Corp? Rupert Murdoch! Wow. We're oh. going to the top. You've been charged with not taking advantage of a unique occurrence in a massive <laughs> cricket event. Hey, Rupert. Do you think we'd like to see a bit more of this dog on the field? Mm. Rupert? Hello? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Talk about a dog act. Yeah, seriously. And uh, oh, do you guys agree Rupert should be charged for this? Uh, yeah. And just, uh, woof, woof. Yes. Just mm. um, just on that, Harry, um, we actually had some correspondence from a clerk. Um, I'm a clerk now too. I'm a law clerk. Thank you, clerk. Um, and we actually, he, just to substantiate our grounding in, in uh, dog law, mm -hmm. so he sent us uh, the dog act. 
and I was reading it. And, oh, yeah. And uh, it's obviously an important WA document, the Dog Out of 1976. Oh, I've read it back to front. <laughs> back to front. It was <laughs> 120 pages from Josh Griffiths and it basically just says how to own and um, handle dogs in the event of having it. So I haven't read too much, but I think it's about dickheads being well, turds to their mates. But sorry, go on, Rupert Murdoch, what are you going to throw at him? The dog act is tattooed on my ass, guys, so come, and have, a, come and have a look. <laughs> Again. Okay, cool. <laughs> Pretty simple punishment this week, guys. Um, Rupert Murdoch must hand the rights of future ODI broadcasts over to the Kick It Forward podcast. Easy. <laughs> Easy done. We'll take care of things from here, making sure that all dogs are shown properly. I feel like that's going to create a lot of work for us. Well, I've actually kind of organised that already. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so Josh, you can produce, be cameraman and direct the show. Um, <laughs> I'm going to host and commentate. And Giorgio can take care of broadcast talent and crew catering because you're oh. a pretty good cook. Sounds like a lot of work, but, but okay. But as the host and commentator, I expect a slightly more premium level of food and um, like hot meals, uh, Josh, okay, you can okay. have sandwiches. Okay, okay. Is that cool? You guys have with your roles and the punishment? Yeah, was there anything about like Rupert Murdoch giving us a billion dollars or anything like that? No, we're going to make a bill off the ODI. Yeah, probably easy. Um, so just clarifying, you want me to film, edit, write, direct, um, organise. Just like what else. you normally do with the skits. And then I'll just leave the rest to you. Yeah, well, what else is there to do apart from host and commentate? Yeah, oh, good point. Catering. Yeah, yeah good point. Anything catering. else you can think of? No, no I'll, I'll work on it. I'm sorry. I mean, you can get Uber Eats if you want, if mm. you don't want to eat mm. what I'm cooking. Cool. You have to pay for it, though. Ungrateful cock. Is that Harry's Big House for the week? That's a quick one. Yeah, it's a quick one. Oh. And thanks for the cases that have been sent in. I've, I've had a look at them and I decided this was more important. Speaking of cases sent in, actually. We did a little bit of uh, correspondence. Yeah, someone yeah. who will remain anonymous. Uh, someone submitted a claim uh, that on last week's pod, you said that there's a Scorchers jersey in the room signed by the worst Scorchers team in history, um, that he said it was yours, that you owned it. Now, someone who will remain on anonymous says that- Luke Driscoll. Let's just call him Schmook Schmiskel. Oh, I didn't know he listened. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. If you could, please, you're in the stand. Um, yeah. yeah. He said that it's his. Okay, what's this big house called? First of all, Driz's fun house. I don't know. Yeah. Um, fun home. Okay. Nah, I'll, um, nah, all right, fine. Fair, how do you, how do you plead? How do you plead? Guilty. It's his. He owns it. He won it. We didn't um, go as far as thinking. But you know about. what? I have to, I live in the same house as him and have to look at that shit thing all day, so I can call it mine. Okay. I, th I think you can call your own punishment because, after all, you do own Harry's. What, you guys did a, a, accuse me of something and I don't have a punishment ready? Well, we only just oh, sort of rookies. Yeah, oh, yeah we didn't God. really get that far. <laughs> don't even try and play my game, boys. Don't even try and play it. I'm so sorry. Move on. Dear Muscles, great superstars, cold regards. You've got mail. Hi, guys. Welcome to the mailbag. Sorry, I was eating a Snickers. A tiny one. Oh, my God. Mouth size. Uh, guys, we had a lot of correspondence this week. Um, should we get straight into it? Okay. Nah, let's just pad out more and waste time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first is from Brent Luckman. Hi, team. I know plenty of listeners are wondering when Giorgio Bob has been lately. Well, I have an update. It appears he's been searching for love. On Monday morning in West Perth, I saw Giorgio Bot interacting with a parking machine bot for about 20 minutes. There was plenty of robotic arm movements, high fives with the parking machine bot. They appeared to exchange phone numbers and even shared what looked like a cheeky patch. While all this uh, was going on, there was a line building up on the footpath of, oh. with humans behind him trying to interact with the parking machine bot, but Giorgio Bot <laughs> seemed unfazed. Anyway, thought you should know. P.S. Pretty sad that a guy 
with the antique Napoleon dynamite chair can't afford a two dollar parking ticket. Losing the Spotify deal must hurt. Love always. Fucking broken parking machine. All right, the I, lady behind me couldn't get it to work either. We had to walk over you, across the road. Like talk. Like bot language you to bot it and like, oh, yeah. like make it work. You Brent, wouldn't get great it. Great correspondence, but you, had, you, <laughs> you had cannot trouble. relate. You had trouble with the parking machine last night too when we went to see Ruben Solo. They take so long. Yeah. They get you to put in their like fucking your oh. number plate, and then they're like the guys in front of you did it right. Oh yeah, they <laughs> took a long time. I'm telling you, this one this morning, I had to go across the road. Thank you, Brent Luckman. Yeah, I, I will confirm that wasn't Giorgio Bot. That was the Giorgio, but he was oh. reverting to his uh, more primitive or maybe more modern form. Hmm. Well, oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brent. You're, you're oh. so good, Giorgio Bot. Reese Martin. Hey lads, few takeaways from the weekend I wanted to share with you. Lingy commentating on Saturday night sounds exactly like Harry. Oh great. Okay. What do you reckon, Lingy from the AFL, Geelong, former Geelong? Yeah, that's pretty close, actually. I didn't hear him on Saturday night. I've heard him before that, though. Yeah, I, I, I can hear that, potentially. Um, um, equally as knowledgeable, of course. If we were well prepared, we'd have a Lingy audio. I don't think uh, Dylan's uh, head's right at the moment, so I might just uh, let him go. Thanks that much. Well, yeah, I'll chuck it into post. Yeah, uh, maybe. Do you think Joe Silvani on the Chemist Warehouse Nature's Choice ads is Jack Silvani's mum? Dry, itchy and sensitive skin? Try Dermavine Extra Hydration Soap-Free Wash from Chemist Warehouse. It gently cleanses without irritating or yeah. dry. Is this why he ha- he was in a Virgin Airlines ad just as an actor, not actually as Jack Silvani, the footballer? Also, why is it so fucking hard to sell something on Marketplace? I don't know what, uh, know what pay ID is, quite frankly. I don't want to know. Love the new pod. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Anyway, Huro, P.S. Can Giorgio drop back mum's Nutribullet? Can you drop it back? Uh, yeah, I will when I come around on Saturday. Um, first, hey, uh, oh, so, so the Joe Silvani one, uh, very funny. Um, and I didn't know he was in an ad. Maybe I'll find a snippet of that as well. Neither did I. Let's just confirm again <clears throat> that it is Joe's, um, oh, sorry, Silvani's mum. Is that an asterisk? Is it? Oh. You guys think I've ever said anything serious <laughs> okay, on sorry, this sorry. pod? Sorry, it is, it is. Um, on the pay ID thing, that seems like any time I deal with uh, like Gumtree, I've been doing a lot lately because I've been kicked out of the house. My first thing is to show it's a scam is if they immediately ask, hey, can my cousin pick it up and do you like pay ID? And then I'm like, oh, we've been having a conversation yeah. for two days and now you're a scammer. Yeah, cash the other, works. The other one is like, oh, um, can I get this organised to be sent via courier? I'll have someone pick it up if you just send me your details. It's like, ah, uh, this is a $10 toaster. No. No, no. <laughs> oh, man, I'm having that many arguments. I was inundated uh, with like 75 messages for people that wanted this 20-buck Kmart shelf. I would have taken 10, but this guy was like, I'll give you 10 bucks. And I was like, no, nah, now it's 30. He's like, you mucking around, bro? And I'm like, no, no, every day it goes up $5 yeah. from now. <laughs> Um, he didn't like it. And then uh, and then he goes, do you accept pay ID? And I said no, and then he blocked me. <laughs> yeah, uh, another one, guys. Zach Turner. Hey, fellas. Heard you talk uh, some shit about the West Australian the other day. But we're finally talking about stuff that matters. A whole article about how the eggs and dockers aren't kicking it forward enough. Go north, also RIP Daddy Doka. Now, this is actually something I want to bring up. Good point, good email. Thanks, Zach Turner. We've ever been inundated by people asking... What happened to Daddy Doka? Do you guys know who that is? Yes. Yeah, it's the Need purple, the guy that dressed up in purple that More. used to go around and comment shit on Facebook. Like That's right, comments. he made like silly comments. He sort of did like weird songs and stuff. Purple Morph Suit, that's what I was Purple Morph Suit, yeah, yeah. his son was often in it as well, but it, we had a mask on too. The weirdest part is he used to take like photos with people on fan days, like Doka's fan days. He'd be there getting photos with people. 
wonder if there's any money in that. No, there isn't. Like, it was, it, was just really, it, was, it was almost like it was a vigilante of memes. Yeah, okay. And okay. it's like, no one can know my face. I work in the shadows. Uh, and then he just like stopped doing it because he was like busy. I guess the Batman of footy memes really. but it was also kind of bizarre because it's still an anonymous person so that person can probably quickly become that shit and start abusing people if he really wants to <laughs> not that he ever did it was always like pretty funny stuff but like yeah that was always the kind of weird thing about it um, is this at the end of the day it's still a grown man in a morph suit running around and then one day he goes oh I needed like an income and like I need a job no I, th- I don't think he did that much time but yeah good point maybe he just went into like he went um, sold out did pro morph, maybe, morph suiting maybe his wife was like hey if you don't stop dressing up in a purple morph suit and being daddy doker I'm going to divorce you and he would have been daddy divorce doker <laughs> well oh divorce daddy doker that would be funny fuck <laughs> no I found him funny but um, yeah whatever happened to him I wonder maybe he'll reach out with the audio message who knows please 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 daddy uh, did you guys have any correspondence during the week um, I had I had one from um Jackson Andre, feel free to delete this. Uh, Jackson said, "Dear Giorgio, I <laughs> despise I despise your slander of the Giants on the pod this week. You probably don't know this as you are busy with ant facts, but Oxford University revealed one Giants supporter is worth a million West Coast supporters. You will see when they clash at Optus Stadium this week. You better quit all this shit chat, or I'll king hit Napoleon's chair. Anyway, keep up the good work. P.S. New Ants Sting is the best one yet, and should be played in full every week. Oh, that's really nice. Well, um, that aged poorly, didn't it, Jackson? Mm. And you'll feel the wrath of Napoleon's chair if you try and king hit it. Oh. Yeah, you think that has been tried in the um, however many centuries that chair has been around? <laughs> Seriously, maybe um, three. We had uh, Luke via DM said, you need to look up Julian O'Neill's scandal from uh, the NRL. Jules could have been the first three places on the list, but we decided to combine them all into one. There was the time he urinated under a blackjack table at the Gold Coast Casino, the time he defecated in the shoe with South's teammate Jeremy Schloss and smeared feces around his Dubbo motel room and then infamously told his teammate, I shat in Schlossy Schlue. Um <laughs> And the time with a cigarette lighter, he tried to set fire to a 13-year-old dressed as a mascot, Danny the Dolphin, on a boat cruise at Port Macquarie. There definitely is a whole thing. So if anyone wants to do an NRL-based thing just entirely about Julian O'Neill, we're all for it. Thank you for that one, Luke. Um, guys, I think that's pretty much it for the week. We had, I had a lot of little messages and stuff like that. I haven't gotten right in front of me. Probably need to be a bit more organised. Um, great work. Oh, quickly, also review the podcast if you can. We need a review. Please. We have a couple. Uh, a good one, I might add. Oh, no. Yeah, well, five stars, but then you can muck around. Yeah. A couple of the Apple ones are quite funny. This podcast gives me a chance to escape my miserable life for 12 hours a week. I listen to each episode on average for around 12 times um some some of it is actually quite funny but most of it i like to learn things five star highlight of my week beat that comment wow. with yeah, five yeah. stars please fantastic comedy um guys that's it for the week uh make sure you message in if you're interested in the shirt also do that and look, look out for the instagram page look out for the, the instagram page and yeah. follow and all have a good one you might think we're a bunch of forms, then we're